Hello, listeners. Really important announcement that the two fit crazies and a microphone podcast are about to make. We are on board with a beautiful, beautiful GoFundMe page. And what we're doing is raising awareness for this beautiful little girl named Kirsten, who's four and a half and is suffering from SMA, which is spinal muscular atrophy. We are going to help Kirsten race with her daddy. And in order to do that, we need to raise enough money to get a push chair. So what we have done is we've set up a GoFundMe page and it is Kirsten's race SMA push chair. Let's make this little girl's dreams come true. You can hear more about that uh, whole initiative on episode 48 of our show. Uh, we have Kirsten's dad on, and uh, Wayne is a great guy. And, uh, you know, we just, uh, we just, uh, you know, really listen to what he has to say. And, and, uh, you know, it really inspired us to do something good for them. And, uh, we hope that you can come along and help us out with that as well. Uh, the show is also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, create positive change in your life with online health coaching programs with High Five Health and Fitness. Have us out at your school to promote better health in children. Uh, High Five Health and Fitness is doing that all. Uh, you can find out more information at highfivehealthandfitness.com. Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone is also brought to you by Conti Fitness and Wellness, where you can find online and live workshops, personalized group training, health coaching, children's health and fitness, functional exercise for autoimmunes, arthritis, online yoga programs, facial exercise, rehabilitation, running, dancing, and more. Train with Christine at ContiFitness.net. In addition, you want to feel your best. You want the best in neuroscience that's out there to reduce pain, increase mobility, and just all around feeling good. Try out the latest from Vox Life. That's voxxlife.com backslash Christine Conti and get insoles, the best in socks. And you know what? You're going to feel your best. Please do us a favor and uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, you know, whether you're listening on your phone or, you, you know, going directly through iTunes, you know, if you just go to that our page and, and subscribe, if you're on an app, look us up, find it, subscribe. When the new show comes out, you'll get an update and uh, you can listen to us online. It really goes a long way in helping us spread our message of health, life and longevity. Uh, for all this information and more, go to twofitcrazies.com and click on the podcast sponsor tab at the top of the page. Peace and love. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. And where it's at is episode 56 today. Uh-huh, 56. Can you believe it? My favorite player of all time, Lawrence Taylor. Number 56. LT. Love it. <laughs> We did come off. A, I, had, uh, I had a real screwed up childhood hero. You know what? <laughs> Lawrence was, was an interesting cat. Is We've talked about looking up to um, right. professional athletes. I think that was an, an early episode. Early episode, four or five. And you had actually said that you know we shouldn't look up to professional no, athletes. God and I no. was like, no, well, you know, they do give you inspiration and this and that. And you were very adamant about like, no. So We should look up to teachers and parents and doctors and... Things people you know that don't make bazillions of dollars for Natural killing other talent. people. <laughs> oh, Love you, LT, forever. With that said, <laughs> let's talk about organic farming. 
That was a great segue, Brian. <laughs> really good segue on that one. We may not get picked up to go uh, professional at this point. We're, we're still working on that. 56 episodes in, we're like, so let's talk about those, uh, you know. All right. So episode 55, actually, we'll go back to that for a moment. Um, Brian and I kind of... Uh, reconnected and and um talked a little bit do you remember episode yeah. 55 seasons change seasons change why'd you why'd you uh brian actually came up with that title what, what seasons the- change one of my favorite songs from the 80s uh no it was like like we talked about the uh, end of summer and how mm-hmm. like the end of summer and the season uh you know people it becomes a very unhealthy time for people and they don't always uh you know they put their focus on health on the back burner for a while and we i you know uh compared it to the holidays you know that everybody knows about and the end of summer is kind of different you know you get through it you get to labor day back in school seasons change there you go everybody (laughs) i just want to make sure everyone was clear on this one seasons changing yeah so uh you know it's just ways that you can kind of reconnect with your own health and uh and get back on track if you lost it at all and you know we also talked about like our training and things like that that are for me is ramping up and and uh you know it's time to get a little bit better Get things on the schedule. Get some things planned. Get get some goals that you're working towards. Fall's a great time to you know reassess your body and say, hey, well, you know what? What do I want to accomplish either this year, whether it's a school year yeah. or whether it's before New Year's? What are you gonna? How are you gonna finish out 2018 as the year that it is right now? How are you gonna finish it out? Are you gonna finish strong or are you gonna wah wah? Let's yeah. you got two choices. Let's make the right choices and do uh, do some amazing things in this in the last part of this year how about that uh-huh i love it so with that said with making great decisions and, and amazing things this is so cool you guys are gonna love the podcast today we brought in um tess and tyler mullen who are just two amazing people actually brother and sister yeah brother and sister and this is a, a family affair because they are two people who are own Moonlight Acres, which is an organic farm, both of both of whom, you know, left their full time jobs. And this is what they're doing. And this is their first year full time as organic farmers. Yeah, really cool how their their father kind of got them into it and was always, Inspired you know, them. showing them books and, and teaching them. Uh, you know, certain things and, and uh, they, you know, had the opportunity to, to make it their career and their, their job and their daily, uh, you know, way of means. And uh, it's just, you know, it's just a great story. They got their hands in their dirt. It's so cool to hear or to see people, to younger people that are like, we see the need in this society to educate people about where their food comes from and how it's cultivated and, right. and bringing it to markets and, what we talk about today is, I mean, they talk about, they're from New Jersey. This is kind of a local farm. And I think, you know, the two fit crazies are going to be leaning on them a little bit because they might be our, you know, kind of go-to organic farmers around here for a little bit. And they've got a lot to bring to our area, but not just our area. It's important for everyone out there across the country, across the world to buy locally, buy organically if you can, if you have the means Oh, you know what? This is everywhere, yeah. right? So, like, right. there are local organic farm, you know, uh, and somewhere in your area, wherever you're listening to right now, yeah. there's somebody that is out there with their hands in the dirt making food, right? And you can, and and for you to eat, you know, that you don't have to put on a truck and 
have it go through and sit in the back room of a supermarket somewhere. Uh, and you know, for, for that, it's um, you know, it's just it's it's just fantastic that these kids uh, and you know the dad got the got them involved that these kids are doing this, and uh, it's it's just it's so good. We said the the ripple effect, right? Like yeah. they're they're passionate about this. They've got great energy and making little changes in your community goes a long, long way. Sure. And again, just um, I got to meet Tess randomly, and her story is is pretty amazing. And you know, hopefully, you will uh, you will see foods maybe in a little different way the next time sure. you go to the grocery store. And if if that's the case, then Brian, we're doing the right thing with this podcast. I that's think what it's so. About. I think so. I love it. So yeah. we uh, we would love to uh, bring to you this awesome episode, episode 56, Moonlight Acres, Tess and Tyler Mullen. Check it out. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, what's going on? I am excited. More in-studio guests. I love it. There's a there's that air of, of energy and excitement when we have uh, people in the studio as opposed to sometimes Skyping from around the country. Although... It's awesome. Still, I'm not going to say we don't have yeah, some great. We're, we're not uh, tarnishing anybody. That interviews likes and to call in guests, but we got it. We actually have to wear pants <laughs> when we have in studio guests. Normally, you know, and we have, you know, if we if we do some live with this, you know, you never know. Like it's it could be a pantless interview. No idea. I don't know. These two might be, they might be down. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we, uh, with that said. <laughs> We have some I'm face palming because they're brother and sister. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the story gets better. Me and my big mouth. The story gets better. So we have some amazing guests for you today. As we said, um, our lineup this fall is just pretty amazing, and sharing that message of health, wellness, fitness, nutrition, really trying to get you all younger by the day. And one of the huge messages we have to send to everyone is to figure out what you're eating. What the heck is it that you're putting in your mouth? Because we literally, Brian and I bang our heads against the wall sometimes about diet. And as people that are in the fitness industry all the time, you know, again, I got to lose five pounds. What do I do? Do I don't know, cigarettes and, and uh, <laughs> coffee, like ice cubes. I mean, you know, it's just, it's ludicrous. Ants, like they ask these questions, like I'll, I'll just go on keto. Oh, okay. Well, do you know what that is? Not really, but I heard it works. Okay. This is, this is ridiculous. So we've got some amazing guests today joining us from Moonlight Acres, and they're going to tell you about exactly what that is um, based on the Jersey Shore. 
and this is Tess and her brother Tyler, and these two actually left their full-time jobs and are full-time farmers. Is, is that what you would say? Yeah. Yeah, we're stewards of the land. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we like Not to, just farming. Yeah. A little bit of everything. Yeah. We, um... So what do you do, yeah. Tess? All right, so let's get let's get to this first. Number one, um, you Moonlight Acres is a gigantic property. How big is this? We lease twelve acres, but that's that includes our landlady's house and the barn that's falling apart. And but we have uh, like third of a mile track that goes around it. It's an old abandoned horse farm. So the inside of the track we cleared to grow all of our organic vegetables on. So that's. We have two acres fenced in, safe from the deer, and that's that's what we produce on. So all organic? Yes. We're not certified, but we've been growing for 10 years, and we've never sprayed any kind of chemicals, pesticides, anything like that. We use all natural. All right. All natural. So we're, we're based at the Jersey Shore right now. And so full-time job, why did you feel like this is what I want to do? Why? Where did this come from? Was it, you know, all of a sudden, because seriously, if I was like, hey, I just, I'm going to go full-time farmer, I would have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so where did this come like, Something that we right. all might want to be, but right. where do we start? Well, I mean, definitely, like, when we were growing up, we always had a garden in our backyard. It was definitely kind of infused in us from day one. So did I, Tess, but, like, farm to garden, you know? <laughs> well... <laughs> Our dad definitely was like, it is really important where your food comes from. We, like, we can make a difference in how you work. The, we can make a difference in how this, like, you work the soil and how you like how you interact with nature makes all the difference. Of well, yeah, it, from from the seed you put into to the ground till you put it in your mouth, like the way that you take care of it matters. So that was definitely ingrained in us from before I can even remember. I mean, that in itself is remarkable. I mean, that's just lost on everybody. Yeah, we want to we want to bring that back. Yeah. We think it's really really important. And because we think it's so important and we were lucky enough last year to kind of grow to a point where it was like we we were like this is our passion. This was what we want to do. This the world needs more of this. So And and as and doing. as you do How long have you been doing it first off? Um, our dad started leasing the property in 2008. Okay. So 10 years ago, we like broke ground where we are. And then it was kind of just our side project for 10 years. And then last year, we definitely, we definitely put a lot more work into it last year than we ever have. And that brought us to a point where we are today, where we're able to do it full time. That's awesome. I'm a recovering mortgage banker. Christina's a recovering uh, teacher slash investment banker slash Haymon, like just about everything else that she's been done doing. What do you guys? What were you guys doing in your past life? Waitressing, which restaurant work? Yeah, yeah. restaurant work. I mean, I've done. I've worn. I've worn a lot of hats in my young life, but <laughs> waitressing was definitely my main gig. Which it's. I've always been involved in food. I've always felt it's important. Like that's definitely a way to connect with people. Like serving them food is a very intimate thing, and it's just. I saw a lot of food being wasted. I saw a lot of like the way people treat each other when they're either out at a restaurant with each other or the way they treat the wait staff, the cooking staff. It's just, it was not a culture I was, I, I was just 
over it the way that it was yeah it it is funky yeah. i mean the, 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 behind those doors is where the food is prepared and then it comes out to your plate you don't think about anything Mm-mm. um where it comes from or you know or, or whatever anything i mean you barely stop to even chew it most of the time right. Uh, you know, which is so important and, you know, it just kind of brings it back. That energy that you're eating, that food is, uh, you know, is, is really important to uh, to yeah. our health. Yeah. And really the food waste got to me more than anything else because you can, the way you interact with a person can roll right off your shoulders. But the amount of food that I had to watch be thrown in the garbage was really that was tough. <laughs> Even in my house, that makes me nuts. Yeah. Like, you threw that away, you know? Yeah. It's exactly. like I'm like some, uh, you know, uh, uh, depression era <laughs> grandparent. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, there's been things dug out of the garbage can in my house before where I'm like, that. you did not throw that away. Go get it. Or, or like the crusts get cut off the peanut butter and jelly sandwich that my kids eat. And I'm like, are you throwing away the crust for? I'll eat that. You know, it's the best part. I know it's the best part. They don't think so. You know? It's awful. Oh, my gosh. I feel like that's, I mean, I feel like that's a complete, like, I mean, that's your antithesis. Like, you're you're at a restaurant serving and then going to, you know, an organic farm. Like, I feel like that's such a, I don't even know how, I guess, with what you're doing right now, seeing, I guess, even seeing the way food is prepared and what, what goes into it and what people put on their food. I mean, the, the amount of salts and the amount of, you know, preservatives that are in things, you know, to even keep it fresh in restaurants. I, I can't, I would imagine that makes your skin like curl or like at this point. Um, so then you go into now I really am passionate about this. So how is that pro how did you start that process now? Okay. I love, you know, I, I, I know that this is my passion. I know that I want to do this. And now what? Was it just you're you're planting more? You were planting more, I guess, crops or, or how does that how did that start then? Yeah, I mean, well, we always like we were always kind of involved in the like starting things in the greenhouse, and we always started kind of small. So this year, I just kind of amped it up and took it to the next level, and was just like, all right, everything we have is going into this year. Like, plant every seed. Like, the, I tried to plan out. A lot, but Tyler will tell you I'm not the best planner. It doesn't always work out. (laughs) It doesn't always work out. But that's another thing. It's like definitely doing what we do. You have to, you're at the mercy of Mother Nature every single day. Like there was a, there was a crazy storm in April that ripped the roof off of our hoop house. So all of those seeds that I had started in trays were like, some of them just got flipped over. Other ones got drowned out from the rain, and I, like, took everything and moved it to the barn and, like, just hoped that it was going to be fine. Tried to... I was, like, laying on the plastic and screaming at the wind one day, like, (laughs) stop! And then I just kind of surrendered, and I was like, you know what? Like, Mother Nature's going to do what she does, and I just have to roll with it. And that was, like, that was definitely a huge lesson of, like... I can do whatever I can to try to control this situation, but the elements are always going to win. So you have to just kind of... She's like your business partner. Yeah. yeah. She's a like, boss, she's a, a business owner. partner. She's, <laughs> yeah, she really makes all the calls. Yeah. <laughs> was was anyone else not thinking? Like, was that storm, the Boston storm, when I was up in Boston trying to run the Boston Marathon? I feel like it that... It was mid-April. Yeah. Mid- yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 
Mother Nature, she's a bee. Yeah, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's quite the uh, wicked witch sometimes. Ah, wicked. She's so a great teacher. Like also. invite invite Christine to the farm on a day like where it hasn't rained for a while. Like if it hasn't rained in a week, just invite her out to the farm. It'll rain. Like it'll, it'll rain. Any Everything event that I've she's planned, planned this, this year, year, it's rained. Like buckets. <laughs> like any flights I've taken, there's been snowstorms. Like you name it, I just two thousand. She did an Ironman this year, and like the morning of, it's raining on the bike. It's raining. It was. It wasn't raining. It was raining upside down with like thirty five mile hour winds. Like, and you know what? In the main town, it was beautiful all day. Yeah. So what do you need? You just I'm like Midas, King Midas, the Golden Touch. I got the Rain Touch in 2018. So you just let me know. That's great. 2019, I don't think so. But um, so now, so you're. I, I would imagine this is so much planning. This is me. Because you literally have to plan, you know, again, you've got Mother Nature, you've got, now you're planting at certain times, you have to figure out how long does it take to grow? When is this, when is this and this and this ready? And, and now you're going to have to plan like when, you know, are you selling it? What places are you going to sell it? How are you going to roll out that platform? How, I mean, yeah. I would think that this is like long business meetings over a kitchen table of planning. How does that work? I mean... Not always really long meetings, to be honest. <laughs> it should be. It really should be. Yeah. But um, it's just kind of like talking to people and trying to get ideas out. And some people, like, like with Stagold we were talking about earlier, and Howell down the street from the farm, I met the manager of it, like, years before in Belmar, and he opened up the new spot. We went over there and started getting their compost from them. And they were just like, hey, how about you put up a stand in front of the shop? So we've been doing that Saturdays. So, like, it just kind of popped up that we had this idea to go out in front of a coffee shop and sell the vegetables because it's two minutes from our farm. And how can you get more local than that? Yeah. You can't, really. No. Yeah. You can just wheelbarrow that stuff uh, right down the road, yeah. you know? You don't even have to. No carbon footprint there. We're, we're, we're rolling. It, that's a great place. Yeah. Stagold is is oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a great guys. spot. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. And they uh, so do you uh, do you work with the uh, how many restaurants are you providing uh, produce to right now? Right now, just two. Okay, like steadily, um, we do Stagold, and then um, actually one of my old job, Burble Myers in Ocean Grove. Okay, um, they make everything from scratch, and they were actually a big part of me like being pushed to do this full time because. I really enjoyed working with them and it was they are pretty conscious about like their food waste and how their food is prepared and where it's coming from um and then we're obviously really into the fact that we're farmers we started collecting compost from them too um and then we do a stand out front with them as well and then when I told them I wanted to be full-time they were of course upset that I wouldn't be working with them anymore but very excited that We'll be doing this full time, so and they still support us. So that's they cool. Buy some of our produce. They they made a gazpacho with our organic tomatoes. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> do, do they now? Obviously, you can kind of give them a, a forecast of what's coming up and what will be, you know, in season and 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 not even in season, but by the week, whatever's being harvested. You know, you can kind of give them an idea, and they set menus based on what you're you're giving them. Yeah, yeah, it's not as steady, and that's definitely, like, we definitely need to be better about, like, planning things out, but we, we kind of gave ourselves this year as, like, a transition into full-time of, like, this This is definitely what we want to do, but we have to kind of let ourselves work the kinks out. We're very much go with the flow, 
And like Tyler said, like we kind of just let, we're letting the opportunities kind of find us right now. And taking on what we feel comfortable taking on and making sure that we stay true to our like core message, um, which is just providing the community with wholesome food and making sure we keep like our respect for the environment to be number one. We never want to get too big for our britches and like compromise that part. So, so what do you think is the most, is the biggest issue that's facing everyone today? I mean, you are passionate, you have your, your message and you have that, you know, here is what I believe in. What is going on out there? What, what are they missing? What's happening? I mean, there's, this is probably, I'm opening a can of worms right here, but really this, you know, again, the people listening are like, no, I think I'm doing pretty good, but in actuality, <laughs> what are you seeing? Cause we have a lot to say about this. I feel like, um, yeah. What, what are some of the things that the mistakes people are making or Just get out in nature more, put your yeah. head space, definitely go in the woods, figure it out. It'll come to you. Yeah. I, I love it. And and we've even had uh, Greg Cooks, which makes that part of his fitness program, a guy mm-hmm. that we've had on the show. He's like, if you're not out in nature, like if you're stuck in a brick and mortar gym, you know, it's like, man, it's just time wasted in a sense. I mean, you can get things done, but I really like that. And you guys are, re- I mean, you're, you're, your hands in the dirt, you know, uh, you know, all day, every day now that it's your career. It's, uh, you know, and I, I think... Um, where where are you on i mean obviously organic is 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 your farm and it's where where it's at and it's the way to go how do you see that as something that um people are missing on the true benefit of organic versus store bought regular i mean we kind of know but tell us from your perspective well i mean i think there's definitely something to be said about like knowing the people who have created your food like the fact that it just we we plant the seeds and we take care of it with just love and like no monocropping like chemicals mm-hmm. being yeah, sprayed yeah. all over it and then it like trucked off hundreds of miles away to a grocery store like it's the the connection that you get from the food that we produce is like truly just straight from nature and that's another like what Tyler said before, like getting back into nature and like immersing yourself in the forest and kind of getting out of your own head and like really just being in nature. That's like that's what we want people to experience through our food. Um, and I, I believe that the chemicals that are used in most agriculture today kind of really, really tamper that. And then the fact that it's carted off hundreds of miles is like kind of really devalues it. I hope that our listeners are hearing this because I know that your, you know, Moonlight Acres is located in, in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And the Garden State. Yeah, it is the Garden State. But you're located in New Jersey. So again, a lot of the people, a lot of your um, clients or the people that are going to be buying your products are are local. And I think what's really important is that everyone listening to this podcast from around the country, around the world, this is, you know, literally you've got Tess and... Tyler are saying, listen, we would love if you live in the area to buy from our farm. It's great. But look at the bigger message here. Look at the bigger picture. When you go to the supermarket, is that, you know, buying organically is probably your better choice if you have that option. 
Go to the farmer's market. Support your local organic farmers. Even the taste of some of the vegetables and fruits that you're going to get, it's it's different. I, I, I don't know how to explain it. It is going to be better if you have not done this before, if you get a chance. I mean, even taking your kids out, go apple picking. Go, I mean, go pick your own blueberries or even something like that. Now you've got kind of an activity where you're out in nature, you're moving, and you're making that connection with your food. Wow, here's where your food came from. And it's actually, it doesn't just appear like, poof, look, here's a carton of blueberries in the show. No, that's, what was the process to get this? I mean, I remember picking blueberries as a child. I was, you know, I'd go to Fire Island um, on vacation. I grew up in New York on Long Island. And we would always pick, my father and I would pick wild blueberries as we were walking somewhere. And they were great. I don't know if they're, but there's, maybe they were the best blueberries ever, but you've got that we emotional saw things we've never seen before. <laughs> there was unicorns and a rainbow and I slid down and there was, there was a pot of gold and a munchkin appeared. Now, um, but like, those are the things where you're actually making an emotional tie though with what you're eating. And again, I always go back to, seriously, Jonathan Ross I actually just did a presentation and I quoted him. Emotion drives motion, right? So if you're emotionally attached to something, whether I meet you and I meet you and I'm buying your produce and you grew it and now you're like, yeah, I'm going to, wow, you guys had a part in this and now I met you and now you've got this emotional connection and most likely I'm going to go back to you and you know you're in it for the right reason. So again, I know I kind of, you know, was Mm -hmm. all up and down with that answer, but or what I'm saying is really make that connection. Even if you've never done that before, go to a farm stand, go meet the people, you know, behind it, go out in the field. Even, um, do you guys ever, ever give any tours to people? Or do you think? Um, we are open to it since we don't own our land. We can't really have people just like show up and right. take a tour, but we're definitely open to like having some kind of like organized appointment based. But, um, if we like attach our email to the podcast, oh, absolutely, stuff, then yeah, people can definitely email us with any kind of questions like that. We would definitely, we're definitely coming out. We're check coming it out. out. Yeah. yeah, I would love oh, to. Yeah. Would Field love trip. To have you guys yeah. Out. Field trip. How about uh, any plans for like dinners or anything like that that you can kind of do out there, and maybe set up some picnic tables and have some. That's definitely in the future plan. Okay. It's not something that we're going to do this year, but it's definitely that takes more planning than we have done sure, this year. Sure. Sure. <laughs> learn how to cook. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. 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 Well, yeah, yeah. Or you know, you get you get yeah, a chef that's chef willing to, to kind of yeah. come out and, and do it, and and uh, you know, you promote each other. It's always exactly, a good thing. Yeah. You got the produce. I mean, yeah. the, and yeah. the less ingredients, the better. So I've heard. Okay. The, I mean. <laughs> kind of let the let the ingredients speak for themselves right really. let the, yeah. yeah they taste we've tried things like this year we tried these black winter radishes shores or runder radishes and they are they're some of the craziest things i've ever eaten they're so spicy raw but then you cook them and they're like Delicious. sweet and juicy it's it's really cool <laughs> like fr- vegetables are really really they're, cool they're yeah, yeah they're amazing yeah so what are you growing so what's let's talk about what's what oh, you're growing okay. what did you do this year on this crazy adventure of two acres seriously. surrounded by a I'm quarter gonna mile I'm going to just do this full time here we go what did you yeah, wow. come up with well 
I mean, the first things we put in the ground were we plant garlic every October, and that overwinters. And then once the frost is the last frost happens, we get like lettuces and kales and all all the greens in the ground, as well as like carrots and beets and we planted four different kinds of radishes, cucumbers, um, three different kinds of cucumbers, three different kinds of cucumbers. We like to try a lot of, of weird watermelons, things. three different kinds of watermelons. We did beans, beans corn, eggplant, eggplant, squash, zucchini, zucchini, squash, all these different kinds of winter squash we have going right now. Pumpkins, um, herbs, snap flowers. peas, herbs and flowers. Yeah. I know, I'm, I know I'm forgetting something. What was the most successful? What was like the best, the best crop this year? I think watermelon. Watermelon. Yeah. I, we yeah. got some good watermelon this year. Oh yeah, it was yeah. a really good year for melons. All right, and what flopped? What were you like? Oh my gosh! Oh goodness, our garlic, our garlic. which yeah. is like it usually was pretty devastating because that's that is usually like our our cash crop. That's and what happened? So it just the, it just um, it was there was a really crazy heat wave at like the end of June, early July. And it just got, like, you have to wait to a certain point to harvest it. Like, some of the plant has to die back. And then when we were at that sweet spot, it was just such a gnarly heat wave that it pretty much just cooked it. And, like, so when we harvested and we were, like, trying to cure it to hang it up, we didn't have enough ventilation in our old decrepit barn. And it just turned to mush. Really Did you hear that, everyone? They need a barn. <laughs> <laughs> Call to action. Organic farming. We need a barn. So, well, I mean, we it was it was definitely devastating. It was it was pretty much a sucker punch to the gut. Oh, yeah. But it was a big learning experience. I'm happy that it happened this year and not when we were like really really relying on it because we learned a huge lesson and that's how I discovered that. Purslane, we start, I started being like, okay, well, we can't always rely on the four plots of garlic that we thought was going to make us all our money this year. I So I was just like, I mean, head down a little bit depressed, staring at the ground, like, okay, well, what's that plant? What's that plant? And I started just researching all of these different things, and I discovered all these different herbs that have, like, crazy awesome health benefits purslane that people pull out as a weed. I'm sure, like, everybody listening like probably on everybody's has it in their lawn. garden. Yeah. yeah. Um, what does that look like? It looks like this little um, succulent plant that branches out and has these like really round, green, leaves. almost glossy kind of. Yeah, right? the stem is kind of like reddish pink, and then the the leaves are like. I'm yeah, telling you, we like can, I can go to your your around. house right now and I'm like sure. somewhere it's in some. It's probably outside yeah. the studio yeah, right, right, sure. right here. For sure. But and what do you do sidewalk. with it? You eat it, or I eat, I like to eat it raw. The stem tastes kind of lemony. Okay, it's really good, but it's really high in omega three fatty acids, beta carotene, vitamin E, pectin. It's it's really really good for you. And so we started selling that at the markets, and it's just been able to we've been able to kind of like branch out a little bit further and kind of force ourselves out of our comfort zone since we had that huge blow of not being able to always rely on the things that we thought we could. <laughs> how, how did you learn all this? I mean, obviously, hands-on is, is the very best way. But uh, yeah. other than that, I mean, some passed-down information from your father. Is it YouTube videos? Like, how did you kind of, like, come I mean, I learned you, I learned how to podcast through YouTube videos. Like, it's no joke. It's everything. Yeah. yeah, YouTube's great. Our dad taught us a lot in the first 10 years. He did this before we were full-time, obviously. And he gave us a lot. He has tons of books on organic farming and 
Google and YouTube. Yes, <laughs> yeah. a lot of times you're just like looking something up and be like, what is this? I have no idea. Right. What can be planted next to this? What grows well with this? What what kind of bugs does this plant attract? Yeah, farming is really funny though because it's like you can read as much as you want from other people, but nobody's growing in the exact same soil that you're growing in. Nobody's growing with the exact same climate and weather patterns, and so it's really just hands-on experience of trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. Which I think is kind of a lot with fitness too, because no one body is the same. Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of you have to find what works best for you, and roll with that. Yeah, really, and and working with whatever you're working with, whether mm-hmm. it's people <laughs> like <laughs> us or soil and environment, and and, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's really. I, I gotta say, you guys are, you know, you're. There's a been a paradigm shift. I, I mean, I'm sure you know, like you know, this plant based nutrition has really come alive lately. Um, and it's, and it's something that is almost becoming mainstream, right? Once you see Beyonce on the, on the, uh, <laughs> the whole food plant-based diet, you know, it's like, okay, you know, if yeah. it's good for Bay, uh, you know, but <laughs> she's, she's done. I mean, that's like from what she was right. like and grew up in culture to mm-hmm. saying, oh yeah, you know, you should eat plant. I mean, yeah, there's, de- this was not like this, you know, 20 years ago, it was like, you know, you still, food. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing, you know, and it's like yeah. even you know, like I, I I eat a whole food plant based diet. I don't eat meat at all, and and I and I you know I still get around pretty well. I'm still running really hard and training really hard and running marathons, and I'm 43 years old, and it's helped me tremendously. Um, you know, everything that I've studied is the benefits to things like cardiovascular disease and 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 you know, uh, combating the. Uh, Diabetes and everything else, everything, cancers, no matter what, um, you know, there's, there's just so much information. And I think that that's one of the good things. Like you said, you just Google it, right? Like it's out there now. And, um, you know, we call it, or I call it, um, evidence based nutrition, right? Because mm-hmm. here's the proof, here's the information, and here it is. This is like really what's real, right? And we really know what's real about. Uh, glyphosate and some of the you know the the chemicals and all the stuff that's going on in your food. Um, so I just love that you guys are you know you're you're on the right side of history with this thing, right? Like this this ball is rolling now, and you guys are are on it, and it's it's really neat, you know, that you were able to follow like hey it's a cool job right you get your hands dirty right you make friends <laughs> with bugs and like thing. it's yeah. the greatest thing in the world, yeah. and it's also like you know. You're not in some factory making plastic bags. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's your, it's a yeah. it's a win win. We're so lucky to be able to do what we do, and I feel that every day to just be out in nature constantly. It's great. And you're making positive changes in the world, which is you know just a little positive thing as well to yes. to throw in there. <laughs> it, I just think it, it is so important, like what Brian said. You know, getting out there and realizing. No one is more important than you, and we don't always know how to take care of ourselves. And, you know, with all the diseases and all the, you know, different ailments that, you know, really looking internally and saying, what is it that I am taking in? I mean, all of these, you know, we talk now is that we wish that doctors would prescribe exercise and food yeah. first. First, I mean, I get it. There's things that, you know, there's things Western medicine has, you know, is out there for a reason. There are, you know, people who do need medicines for a reason. But what if, just what if we tried these things first? You know, taking away the processed food, drinking more water, you know, 
eating foods that are evidence-based to prove that, you know, these reactions happen in your body. And, and that's so important. And I think like real evidence-based, right? Not like I read it in people magazine that I should be on keto. Right. Right. We have to throw that in there again. No, no, no. I'm (laughs) slamming. I am slamming that shit. It's a a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like there's, there's just no diet that should tell you, you know, you should only eat meat and that's good. Like, you know, you said before it, there's, I was just looking at this great pyramid. I don't know where I put it. It was like the keto pyramid. All right, I'm going to get back to it. And some people are like, isn't that just kind of like the Atkins diet where it's a lot of protein? Yes, you're right. It's a lot of proteins, fats. You're trying to get your body to go in a, you know, um, ketosis, right? And for some medical purposes, that's a, you know, it It was kind of a good thing. It has its benefits. But as a mainstream diet, it's a horrible idea. And it said, I gave, I gave Tess this little sheet before, and I was like, Tess, just look at the top of the pyramid for ketosis. And at, it was only 5% of your diet was what? Fruits and vegetables. Right. And what did you say? That's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, need, you need fruits and vegetables. Any diet that tells you not to eat fruits and vegetables is just a little bit crazy to me. And, and I mean, I'm a little crazy, but that's not the kind of crazy I want to be. You're in good company. I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're fit crazy. Right. Yeah. We're, we're push, you're pushing away, essentially you're pushing away the most nutrient dense foods on the planet in yeah. order to get to the, and by know. the way, when you're talking about eating proteins, like how about you eat some spinach and some broccoli? How about, how about that? It's in there. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't know. How about beans? It. You guys making any beans on the farm besides oh, the snap yeah. yeah. What are you guys making? What's, uh, what's we good? Have, uh, we had lima beans. Those were kind of, People didn't really like those very much, but they were pretty cool. Um, and then we grow we grow three different kinds of string bean, I guess you can call them. You got golden beans, traditional green beans, and then these purple royal burgundy beans are oh. called. They're green on the inside, and they actually turn green if you cook them, so I just eat them raw. But uh-huh. they're like these dark purple, like long, really cool beans. How about potatoes? I love potatoes. You got potatoes out there? We had potatoes. That was another thing this year. That it's hard. It's like garlic, right? Yeah. 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 We really need a better like drying system for those kinds of things. But And now everything by hand or what? Pretty much. Yeah. We do have a tractor, which we're super thankful. Holly. For Holly. Her she's name, great. Her name's Holly. <laughs> yes. She's she the, she one of the most. Lot. Yeah, she does. She's one of the most important members of our team. Treat her but, well. Yes. Why Holly? Yeah, I have it's to. A, it's a brand new a, Holland. A new Holland. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. So her name's Holly. It's like My nice. brother-in-law works for New Holland. Oh, nice. Oh, thank you. He's, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he designed actually. He designed the patent for the cup holder. Oh, in the. We love the cup holder. Do you really have it in <laughs> yes, there? Yes. So can we get? Holder. Can we get his signature on this cup holder? Like, what can we get? Sign the cup holder. <laughs> the first person who ever actually was like, yeah. I'm like, no. I mean, that's. the yeah. Now he's since you know, moved cup of coffee up with the company. Yeah. Yeah, Used great. to be in Pennsylvania, State College, Lancaster, and now they're in Chicago outside of wow. and then their main thing. And then the people who own that are out in, in uh, Italy. So wow. he's always like out in, wow. all over the place in South America, like doing, I don't really know what he does, but that's <laughs> what I do know about holders. the cup holder. <laughs> Keith, that was a shout out to you, man. Okay. Thanks, Keith. <laughs> How about fruits? Aside from the, aside from the watermelon, um... I didn't think you mentioned it. Fruits just, are tough. Just watermelon right now because yeah. since we just lease our property, it's a big investment to do fruit trees and okay. you have you plant the fruit tree and it takes five years, years to, to yeah. produce fruit. Okay. So 
we always have kind of been in like a little bit of a we could possibly get our land just like we you we got know. it because a developer went bankrupt mm-hmm. who had put a deposit down on our on on the land and then the woman was looking to not lose her farming accreditation it's a huge tax break sure. to have your land farmed um so she, she's great and we're so thankful to be able to work with her but we always have it in the back of our heads of like it is her property and she can do whatever she wants with it so we don't really plant anything that's perennial and that we can't kind of i don't know have a yearly turn yeah yearly turn around yeah wow so but berries we've been finding um wine berries around the track so we kind of are trying to like cultivate those and some wild blueberries too that we want to cultivate and wild blackberries too around that we need to work on clean them up a little bit so, so they can grow better. We're yeah. not planting anything new like that, but we're trying to kind of keep those safe from the deer and not and get them to produce more for us. So it's kind of like we kind of think of the property we're on now as like our little experiment of like how we can learn as much as we possibly can and like make that little space better than we found it. Okay. Um, yeah, and just learn as much as we can so that in the future we have all of this experience. To Tess, I think that's all of us every single day. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, we just have a great metaphor of like career how three to do over it. here. I'm like, <laughs> every day I'm like, yeah, this is great. I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, did that work? Uh, that though. Well, well, you learned. Here's what you learned. I learned I don't want to do this and I love this and right. I, this is, you know, it's really, it's amazing that you could, you see it in that, you know, from that angle because it takes a lot to kind of sit back and, like you said, roll with the punches when you said, you know, like, all right, well, the garlic <laughs> failed. It For you, that's, I mean, I love this for our listeners because this is where your food comes from. And, you know, as a farmer, that is your job. And, you know, some people don't realize that the weather or something like that, something as little as seeing that garlic clove in the supermarket, that came from somewhere. And sometimes here's the, you know, we look at it and like, oh. Prices up must have been a bad crop this year. They got to jack up the prices. Like that's all people think about. Not like, wow, what went into this? And did someone really, someone really struggling this year because of that? I mean, that's the, you know, kind of the bigger picture that you want people to see. I think it's, it's so cool to see that. A couple of things that I always, when I talk to my clients that I really try to get them to do is to, you know, just like you said, get to know your food, smell it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, who made it? Who like, you know, most I try to get them to cook at home as much as possible. Right. When you're you know, when you're outside your house, you're leaving a lot up to whoever's making it. You don't really know what's in it. Things like that. Um, smell it. Chew it. Right. Chew it a hundred times. I challenge them. I say, chew your food a hundred times. No one can do it. Right? <laughs> it's like impossible. I said, if they chew it a hundred, if, if I ask them to chew it a hundred times, maybe they'll chew it 40. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that helps with digestion and it helps yeah. with, with, uh, with, with working things in. And I just, and uh, eating seasonally is, is another thing, you know, eat your seasonal vegetables. Like, you know, don't, uh, eat a, a you know a bowl of oatmeal in the middle of August. You'll feel like shit all day, right? You'll be lethargic, <laughs> and it's and like I, cement. yeah, yeah. It's just like it's really hard. In February, it's delicious, and yes. it'll get you going. It'll help you throughout the day. Christmas cookies are not seasonal, by the way. Yeah, that's just, not a, it's not that's a not a seasonal. Not, we talked about this the other day. <laughs> eat seasonally, and I'm like, those don't count. It's not a seasonal item. 
And you know, and, and there's a lot to it, right? There's a reason why uh, uh, Eskimos eat what they eat because it's good for that it keeps their bodies warm. If you moved an Eskimo to South Beach, Miami, then they ate you know whale blubber, they feel like garbage, right? You know, yeah, like that's it's an interesting it's, analogy, Brian. Well, it, yeah. it is. <laughs> I'm like, if you move me up there, I would actually. To death. One of the things that that I that I talk to clients about all the time is that. They don't understand that, right? The food, the energy that comes from food and, and how things do warm you up and cool you down. And one of the things that really screws with people is the artificial um, environment that we create. Um, both in the, win- in the winter, we heat the place up. In the summer, we cool the place down. So they eat food that they cool down, you know, that they, or that they, that they eat warm food in the cool environment in the summer. And then they step outside and they're like, oh, I feel so bad. I'm just going to go back inside. You know, meanwhile, there are foods like cucumbers and things and salads in the summertime that can actually cool you uh, as you eat. And, and uh, you know, it's just really important to, to eat seasonally and uh, save, save those uh, hearty stew, vegan stews for, uh, for the wintertime when you need them. Yeah, absolutely. The, definitely the best thing is like when we're picking melons, we have to kind of – we plant in these big 50 by 50 plots. So in the center of the field, there's like – melon vines everywhere so we toss them out of the field and if we accidentally drop one it's like everybody stop what you're doing and eat this melon that just broke open and there's nothing more refreshing than like on a really hot day just like devouring a nice juicy watermelon it's one of the best parts about farming it really is yeah that's why we why we do what we do I come home from a long run in the summer. I run at the Manasquan Reservoir or send anything out there, you know, and I will chop a watermelon in half and grab a spoon. Yep. And just spoon that thing out. And uh, there's a, a running coach, uh, Chris Bennett, who's out in Oregon now, but he always says, if you want to be a better runner after your run in the summertime, he says, chop that watermelon in half and get a spoon. He says, that'll make you a better runner. <laughs> it's the truth, though. I believe it. Yeah. Drink all that juice from it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So what do you want our listeners and, and everyone to know about organic farming? What is some what is like a piece of knowledge? What what is what would you tell people to do or what's important? I know these are like I'm putting you on the spot here, but would you tell someone? Like I don't like what why should I buy from organic farming? Like what what's the big message here that we should give people? Well, I mean, I think it's definitely important to just, like, think about where your food is coming from. Like you said before, go to a farmer's market, go to a farm stand, and ask that person questions. How do you grow your food? What's your favorite crop this year? What are you struggling with? Just get to know that person and how they are producing your food and see what their answers are. And you'll, I'm sure you'll learn something from that person, first of all, and whether it's that they're grumpy or maybe you'll learn something about food. I don't know. It really depends on the person you talk to, but it's just really great to get that connection of like who is producing your food? Where is it coming from? And I think that's definitely one of the most important messages. I love it. How about you, Tyler? What do you think? Um, I was going to say people just try to volunteer with like, go to the farmer's market, talk to them and see if you can volunteer. Even if it's just one day working on the farm and seeing what goes into just one day of working for your food. Like having to put forth the energy and get your hands dirty and be sweaty and work to be able to eat something people are doing more. So I think that's really big. 
Yeah, like, definitely. I, here, here. I think that's, yeah. yeah that's, like, uh, we talked about Holly earlier, our wonderful tractor, <laughs> but she's really only there for the big jobs. Like, the day-to-day work is, like, we are out in the field sweating our little buns off. Hands and knees. Hands and knees, crawling through the fields. With the hose. Yeah. What's your days like? What, like, up in the morning? Yeah, till, take us through that. Take us through that. Oh, man. Well, Hours. every day is a little bit different, but, like, on a harvest day, we're up with the sun, or before the sun, and we're... You, pick all the greens before the sun comes above the trees because once once it gets hot the greens don't like to be picked anymore so we kind of run through all those fields get that get them clean get them in the fridge um and then we go through and we kind of harvest everything else clean it all up and the so those days are pretty those days are pretty big and we're hustling for a long time but then on a regular day where we don't have a market and we're not harvesting we kind of we still get up with the sun and we i have a rescue dog who's a little nutso so I like I take her for like a run or a couple walks around the track and kind of like get ourselves grounded for the day and walk around the garden with a cup of coffee and like see what is like calling to us like hey this needs to be weeded over here like <laughs> usually the plants usually have a way of like telling us like hey I need help today or something um and kind of just prioritizing our day through that and then we usually spend it like either with a hand tool like digging out some weeds or we crawl through and dig out weeds that way it's a lot of weeding (laughs) a lot of weeding and then on these like the past couple heat waves we've had we've just been like up really really early and hand watering as much as we possibly can before it's like the sun is too high in the sky where it's just straight evaporating as soon as we're spraying it um but yeah, it's a long day. We listen to we we are, I th- I think we're really in tune with nature as far as like listening to what our plants need and then listening to our bodies of like okay I need rest now it's the hottest part of the day you need to go sit down in the shade, um, so that just yeah, being patient with ourselves and with the plants is really big. Do you love it? Oh gosh, love yeah. It. Every minute I, of it. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot imagine like not being covered in sweat and soil and plant matter all day like it's just it's really fun it sounds I awesome it's awesome do. this I is really do. this is the stuff that like gets us gets my heart happy you know right. yeah. you're doing what you love and not only are you doing what you love but you're doing something so good for other people and that is what it's about that's what life's about like and, you're yeah. follow your shine and your shine is something that could bring other people health and happiness and get them younger by the day and living longer Better yeah. quality of life. Other people and the planet. We want to help the planet too. Yeah, this is where it's at. I mean, your your energy transfers to that food. There's no, no I mean, yeah. and, and the opposite, like a factory farming, that energy is transferred to those, you know, those mm-hmm. products. And you know, on the other end of it, and you guys are on, you know, what I think yeah. is the positive end of it. I don't think mm-hmm. it would take much to see otherwise. Um, you know, so it's just uh, it's fantastic, and I can just see smiles on your faces as you're talking about your job. It's pretty amazing. Right? You, you, yeah, I mean, what, really probably lucky. like 95% of our planet doesn't have smiles on their faces when they talk about their jobs? Yeah. They're like, how many more years do <laughs> I have left until I got to, <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm not saying, I, I always say to everyone, I'm like, I'm not saying that everyone's job is easy and stress-free, because it's definitely not. It's not always sunshine and rainbows. 
But if most of the time... No, I mean, the garlic could go bad, right? Yeah. I mean, like, like shit happens, right? <laughs> I mean, so vampires are going to come onto your farm now because the garlic yeah. went bad. That's, that's, how, that's the most scary thing that I think of when you said that. I was yeah. like, uh-oh, get the crosses. They're coming. Yeah, we've no. got backup. We got plenty of wooden stakes. Yeah. <laughs> you go go watch the Lost Boys. Oh my god! <laughs> right? Remember that movie? You youngsters yes. might not remember that one. Isn't Kiefer Sutherland? Heck yeah! That was one of my favorite. Jason Patrick. I was way too young when that came on. The Corys. The Corys are in that one. The heck out of me. <laughs> Corey Helen came and Corey Feldman. Can I uh, can I ask you a question? Because you said it like five times. Tell me about this track that you have on your property. Because like I said, I'm a runner. And uh, what do you got here? What do you got for me? Dirt track. Dirt. Yep. Sand. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yep. Sand and. You said quarter mile around. Th- one third. That's one third of yeah. a mile. Yep. It's an old horse old... training track. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's fun though. I Very mean, cool. I take, I... Very that's flat. that's that's kind of where I go clear my head. Yeah, it's like the garden is like a little too. It's a lot to be out in the straight sun all day. Like that, our whole two acres that's fenced in is just full sun. Yeah, constantly. So like when you're out, just weeding, watering, whatever. Like there's not really much relief of like just being baked, <laughs> basically. So going out on the track is like a nice little break to get some shade. Be among the trees and kind of like clear your head. Yeah, Tyler's a through hiker, so um, just kind of like going for a little walk is. Where are you hiking, Tyler? Um, well, Tess doesn't give herself the credit. She did the first four hundred miles with me. We uh, through hiked the Appalachian Trail. You did. She did yeah. the first four hundred miles with me. And yeah. Did you when go? She went home. I kept going north to south. You went from yeah, Georgia, Georgia up. To Maine. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. That was probably uh, one of the greatest things I did for my mental health. Thanks, Ty. <laughs> We're just doing a little Facebook Live to make sure that uh, that everyone knows this is where it's at in the studio today. Yeah. I know. Tess and Tyler from Moonlight Acres. We're in the Jersey Shore talking organic farming. You Seriously, you really need to uh, to get on it, everybody. Get on it. Know where your food came from. Buy locally. <laughs> See what it's all about. Yes. It is that important. I know. We'll put up all their links. It's going to be fantastic. All right, I'm out. How long did it take you to through hike? Um, it was just short of seven months. That's was, uh, like 2,189 miles. It's amazing. Yeah, it was yeah. incredible. I've been on certain... 16. Is that, that what weekend. you did? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And you just straight shot or you kind of... Um, I mean... There was some parts that I missed. I had to come home for like three weeks in the middle and like go to my old job and make some money again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. hop back on. But um, I met, like, great set of people. Tons of, we had, like, a group of, like, over 20 people at some point <laughs> that were all hiking together, and we all looked out for each other and made sure everybody could keep going together. It's amazing. Yeah, it was an incredible experience. I've been on certain – I've been on it in Virginia. I've been on it, here, obviously, here in New Jersey, some all the way up, like, you know, in New mm-hmm. England. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, – it's a that's a, a dream of mine for sure. Only had the time. If we had sponsors, we could oh, do we that had... on the way with our RV, yeah. spreading messages of health and wellness and fitness around the country. Are you familiar with Scott Jurek? Yes. Scott Jurek held, yeah. held the record, right? He's a, he's a plant based athlete, uh, ultra marathon, ultra runner, amazing dude. 
I was going to say, he's definitely been referenced in, in a lot of different books, he's right? In, he's in Born to Run. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if it was him that did it or someone that beat his record or if he beat the record that year, but that like happened the year that I was on trial. That you were so. there. That was wow. definitely... I never saw him. Though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was like... <laughs> Dude, yeah, you would have seen him. He's plant-powered, you know? He's... Uh... That's pretty awesome. Yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, he's he's uh, he's got cookbooks out. He's got uh, all sorts of stuff. His, his bio is all about how his you know he grew up plant based. He grew up in Minnesota, I think, or Minnesota, Wisconsin, as a cross country skier, and just like this ultra dude that can just go for days. I think he did it like he did the whole. I did it in seven months. He did it in like forty five days. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it since really been beat. It's since been beat. You got to pick that up, Look, Tyler. Yeah, so you got to You got like to stop and take my time. Enjoy the stop scenery. and smell the roses. Not die. Yeah, you yeah. know, little things like that. Yeah. Oh, that's they gave him a ticket at the end. What? At the end, they gave him a ticket because he popped champagne. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, there was like a, there was some sort of violation. He got a summons. I'd be like, bring it on at yeah. this point. Yeah. <laughs> My sneaker deal will pay for that <laughs> summons now that I just did something. He's sponsored by Brooks. I so uh, yeah, see. He's the real deal. I told you. Nice. Here you go. That's what I was using. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty awesome. I like a pair of Brooks. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Weapon of choice. Just own. But I, I think this is awesome. And I really thank you guys for coming in today. And I hope that... Our listeners, no, I hope our listeners are going to be, you know, have a little bit more information about going out there, looking at your food. What is it like? I mean, you guys are literally ground up. You know, we're we're going from the bottom up here. This is this is very much grassroots movement of literally grassroots, right? Like you're yeah. you're planting seeds. Yeah. Huh? Yes. And and you know where your food comes from, and it's so important for everyone to get out there and really you know, forget all that stuff that's sprayed with the chemicals. We're not making this up. You know, we're not out there like on a platform poking our fingers at people. This is the real deal. You may be eating things that make you sick. And it's, you know, it's, it's you, people you like... You are eating things yeah. that make you sick. And it's people like the two of you that are getting out there in this world saying, you know what, I can make a difference and I can start with me and I can start with my community and spread this world or spread this word. Um, and hopefully, you know, Brian and I can help spread this message through your experiences you know to affect change in a in a greater level greater community so i think this is amazing it's the ripple effect right little ripples that's it little ripples big waves that's yeah, it. thank you so much for having yeah, us oh please this has been awesome, awesome. tell us before fun. we get out of here tell us how do we find you uh either address web address websites anything that you got going on tell us where to find uh, you our facebook page is probably the best way to reach us which is moonlight acres nj um instagram is the same thing we post a lot on both of those places and then you can uh reach our email address through either of those as well which is just moonlightacres.nj at gmail.com all right cool and that'll tell us where uh, like what farmers markets and things that you're uh, gonna be yeah. okay yeah yeah we've got a lot in the works for next year too because our season is kind of winding down right now but we're definitely going to be a little better planned next year and go a little bigger so it's awesome yeah onward and upward absolutely i love it so with that said my name is christine conti and i'm brian prendergast and we are two fit crazies and the microphone we are where it's at peace and plants <laughs>